Bibles where we have them open. I hope you have them open to Psalm 136. We're going to spend a few minutes in this psalm and um, just talking about the importance of giving thanks. Oh, give thanks, it says in verse 1, unto the Lord. We ought to thank people. I think we ought to teach our children to be thankful for what others do for them. But really, we really ought to be thankful unto the Lord. I read where in Jewish tradition, this psalm is called the Great Hallel, which means a great psalm of praise. Many of the psalms, not all of them, but many of the psalms are really about praising the Lord or recognizing God in, in His goodness. And so it's, a, it's, rec, it's recognized by the Jewish people as a, a, a great psalm of praise. You'll notice in verse 1 it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Notice the spelling of Lord, capital L-O-R-D, all caps. That's a, a translation from the Hebrew word Jehovah or Yahweh. Give thanks to Jehovah. Verse 2, though, it says, Give thanks unnoticed. It says the God of gods. That's not a different God. It's the same God, a different name. And the word God here is translated from Elohim, the supreme God who's over all other gods. Give thanks unto the God of gods. Verse 3, O give thanks unto the Lord. There again, the word Lord from the word Adonai. Give thanks unto the Lord, the Almighty God, for His mercy endureth forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. And it tells us in verse 1, Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. And that's a good thing to focus on tonight, the goodness of God. In this psalm, he's praised in verse 1 for his enduring mercy. He says, for his mercy endureth forever. You may have not noticed this just reading it a moment ago or in our Bible reading guide. We read through this, our church Bible reading guide recently. But every verse in this psalm, all 26 verses, end the same way. For his mercy endureth forever. Every, everything that's said here is ending with that phrase, his mercy endureth forever. It's a great phrase. By the way, it's a phrase that's used often in the Bible on uh, many different occasions. Uh, for instance, uh, in First Chronicles, David was bringing the ark of God back to Jerusalem. It was his second time to attempt to bring it. We know the first time he put it on a co an ox cart and and God wasn't pleased with the way they were traveling with it. This is the second time, though. With great jubilation, they're bringing... The Ark of God is the most significant piece of furniture in the Old Testament tabernacle. It contained the, the, most, the oracles of God, contained Aaron's rod that budded. It contained uh, a jar of manna, a representation, a remembrance of what God had done. And it had the mercy seat on top of it. It was a place where God would come and meet with his people. So this was not just a piece of furniture. This represented the presence of God. And as they're bringing it in First Chronicles, uh, David is leading the way. And he says this in verse 34, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. That same phrase. For his mercy endureth forever. And if you go to Second Chronicles, in Second Chronicles... They're dedicating the temple, Solomon's temple. And they're bringing the furniture into Solomon's temple. And they're praising the Lord. And in the, in the praise in Second Chronicles, it says, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. 
It's a common phrase in the Bible. By the way, after, after that song of praise, the glory of God filled the temple in such a way that they couldn't even enter in because of cloud of the glory of God. In another place in 2 Chronicles, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And there were multiple armies that were coming against Judah and Jerusalem. And Jehoshaphat knew he was outnumbered and, and he turned to the Lord. And God sent a prophet uh, to tell him that it's going to be okay. The battle is the Lord's. This is a very, very unique strategy. Uh, Jehoshaphat said to the singers, the choir, the singers, I want you to go out and sing and you are lead, lead the way in the battle. Imagine that, sending the choir out in front of the army. And the, the king appointed singers to go before the army. And this is what he said to say. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. You just see over and over in these great moments in the Bible that the Lord, the Lord has this phrase. And by the way, when they did that, the Lord, the Bible says, sent ambushments. Uh, ambushed or ambushments against the uh, enemy and they were destroyed. One last example, and there are many. And this is the book of Ezra. In the book of Ezra, as we know, uh, the Israelites are coming back to Jerusalem and back to Judah and back to their homeland after 70 years of captivity in Babylon and they're building the foundation. They're, they're going to build, they build the walls. Nehemiah re records that about building the walls and they laid the foundation of the temple. You can't, these are the most patriotic people on the planet, these Jewish people, and they finally are building their temple back. It was a time of great rejoicing. The Bible says they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. We ought to praise the Lord because He's good. And because his mercy endures forever. It has been suggested that this psalm we have before us, the 136th psalm, that sometimes it was read responsively. If you're looking there, I hope you're looking at it in your Bible. The priest would say, for instance, in verse 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And the people would say, For his mercy endureth forever. Imagine that. I want us to read this psalm like that tonight. I'm going to read the first part of the verse, and then I want you to read after that the phrase, For his mercy endureth forever. You have your Bible open? Everybody looking at your Bible? Here we go. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone who doeth great wonders. To him that by wisdom made the heavens. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. To him that made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn and brought out Israel from among them. 
with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts and made Israel to pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him which led his people through the wilderness. To him which smote great kings and slew famous kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan, and gave their land for an heritage, even an heritage unto Israel his servant, who remembered us in our low estate, and hath redeemed us from our enemies who giveth food to all flesh. O give thanks unto the God of heaven. You know, reading that psalm is almost like a history lesson. It's a remembrance of what God has done, things that God had done in creation, things that God had done providing for them, protecting them, delivering them. And... It's, it's really acknowledging God's greatness. If you look in verse 4, it says, To him who alone doeth great wonders. There's no one like him. To him alone who does great wonders. And then he talks about, they talk about, the psalmist leads them to sing about the creator in verses 5 through 9. By wisdom he made the heavens, he stretched out the earth, he made great lights, the sun and the, to rule by day, the moon and stars, by night, praising him for his creation. Now there's a re reason for that, and we'll talk about it in a moment. But they also praised him as their deliverer in verses 10 through 15. He smote the Egyptians, he brought Israel out from among them, and he divided the Red Sea in verse 3, and made the Israel to pass through it in verse 14, and overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, praising him for his deliverance. Now, this happened many years before this. And this is one of the lessons in this passage. Is that we don't just praise God for what he's doing today. We can also praise God for what he's done in the past. And we sometimes forget what God has done in the past. We sometimes forget the importance of that. But imagine these Jewish people. They knew they weren't, they, they never experienced the the bondage of Egypt, but they knew their ancestors, their fathers had been delivered out. And then they, they praised him and thanked him in, verse, in verses uh, 16 and following for his, for his provision and for his guidance. He says in verse 16, he led them through the wilderness and smote these kings in verse 17, 18, 19, and 20 and gave them this land, which for the Jewish people... That was the promised land, the land of their inheritance, the land that was promised to Abraham, even a heritage unto Israel, his servant, in verse 22. And so they praised him for taking care of them and guiding them, leading them, providing for them, fighting their battles for them. And then in verse 23 and following, for his care, I love verse 23, who remembered us in our lowest state, who remembered us when we were down, God remembered us. And really, 
This was really, I believe, this was the heart of the, what the pilgrims did in, the, in what we call the first Thanksgiving back in 1600. They weren't even called pilgrims initially. But they had this Thanksgiving feast. We're going to thank God for what he's done to, brought it, to bring us to this moment. And some believe, and I think it's probably true, it was patterned after the Feast of Tabernacles in the Old Testament. They endured great difficulty coming to this country. And they stopped to give thanks. It had not been an easy journey. The journey across the Atlantic had not been an easy journey. The first winter, many of them died. It had not been an easy journey, but they paused to give thanks. And I I just want tonight just to remind us that we ought to give God thanks and praise because God is good. He's always good. We may not understand some things He does, but God is always good. And... I think for some people, if we just really be honest about it, to thank God for his creation just seems like something that happened so long ago. Why would we give him thanks? Because he's the God who did it, and he deserves to be thanked. You know, to thank him for his mighty acts. We ought to thank God for what he's presently doing. I thank God for what he's doing now, but we ought to also thank God for what he has previously done what he's done in the Bible times, but what he's done for others. You know, as, as Justin was just thanking God for the Sunday school teachers and people that were a part of impacting his life, I, think that's, I don't think that's something that uh, we often think about, but we ought to think about that. We are what we are by the grace of God and what God has done in us and through us and what he's done through other people. You know, the Jews... Not just in this passage, but in many places in the Bible, they stopped to thank God for what I believe is one of the most renowned, uh, amazing miracles of God, and that's the dividing the Red Sea and bringing his people through that. They never quit thanking him for that. Sometimes we forget to thank God for things that he has done before us, things in in the past. My wife and I were reading this morning in Psalm 143, and I thought about this verse as we were reading. Look in Psalm 143 for a moment, and just one verse, verse 5. David said, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I, I I meditate on what God has done, on God's work, what the Lord has done. And, and you know, what the, not just what he's done for me today, but what he's done for others. You know, when I hear these testimonies, my heart rejoices for, for testimonies from other people of what God has done for them and what God is doing in their life. We ought to be, we ought to rejoice in what the Lord has done and muse on the work of his hands. You know, I think it's fitting, as it says in our text in 136 there, I think it's fitting, you know, that we thank him for the wonders in his life. Look in verse 4, to him who alone doeth great wonders. You know, if God has ever done anything in your life, if God did it, it's something worth thinking about. And it's something worth being thankful for. Whatever it is. If you're saved. If you're truly born again. If God. That means God. 
did a regenerating work in you that is eternal. That's an amazing thing. It's not, it's not, it's not something we do. We can't, we can't save ourselves. If we're saved, He saved us. He delivered us. It's God's work. And you say, well, you know, my life is not that big a deal. You know, in Ephesians it says you are His workmanship. You're a work of God. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So we ought to be thankful for that, for the way God providentially cares for us. You know, just recently it seems like just a number of things have happened that have just been a real encouragement to me. One of the big things was Monday when, by the way, Ross was sick tonight and couldn't be here, but when Ross sent me a text and said, I heard from the bank and the loan is paid off. And you, in case you didn't hear me shout from where you lived, I sent a text out so you'd know it. But that's such a, such a blessing from God that God did that. I got, a, I got this letter just a few weeks ago, and I've been wanting to share it. And uh, I thought this would be a good night to do it. Here's a letter from someone that I don't know, but they know us because their children went to our school in 2001, so 20 years ago. And they just talked a little bit about how God used the school in their life. But then they said this, when we left, we still owed the school a bill. And enclosed, you'll find a check for $800 because the Lord made it clear to us that we should make this right. Now, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get excited because of it's $800. I mean, $800 is, is wonderful. But you know what I got excited about? That God was working in this person's life. That says, you know, I owe this. I've made a commitment and I didn't pay it and I want to make that right. I just rejoice that God is, anytime God is working, we ought to be thankful for it. We ought to praise the Lord for it. And God is, so, it, but it's also good to look back on things that God has done. Times that he's answered prayers for us. Times when we needed help and we needed direction and we needed guidance and the trials he's brought us through. I was reminiscing a little bit with um, Pastor Weiss uh, since he's been here about, um, we were talking about the weather and, you know, people talk about the weather. But I was telling him about a time in our church, uh, and it was, it was the winter of 81 or 82. I don't remember what year it was. I became the pastor in 81. And I'll never forget this, because at that, in those days, um, I try to pray and trust the Lord for his provision all the time. But those times, it was easier to pray and trust the Lord for his provision, because we had so many needs. And I'll never forget this. On a Saturday night, I was just begging God, Lord, we need a good offering tomorrow. I mean, you may not be able to relate to that, but when you're, you know, when you have bills and you're not sure how you're going to pay the bills, and I was begging God. And that night, we had a gathering, a church gathering. I'll never forget. I remember exactly where we were, and it started to snow. But it was unique because I'd never seen this before. I'd only moved here a few years prior to that from Texas. But the, there was lightning flashing in the snow. And I thought, that's cool. That's not really cool. 
I, I didn't sleep a wink that night, just begging God to let us have church. And it was the largest snow we've ever had since we've been here. Uh, some places, two foot of snow. And, and the point is, I was just begging God to give us a miracle offering. And it was so bad. Marvin Smith and them had been at this activity with us. They, st they lived with us for days. They couldn't even go home. That's, a, that's even worse. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? God brought us through that. And I look back on it, and, I, and it, you know what causes me to... Th I just thank God that He shows Himself strong in ways that we can't anticipate. So don't just look at today and say... Why doesn't God do this today? Remember what God has done. The things He has done. And He's, you know, I look around this room and I see people who've come through great medical problems and, and all family problems and God has worked. God can do anything and we ought to thank God for what He has done. You know, this is an old story, but I, I started thinking about things like this. But after my wife and I, when we started going to church down there where the Murray's we're going, and um, we had moved into the house that my mom had lived in and my dad had lived in before mom and dad got a divorce. It was a little simple frame house. Um, so I had 20 years experience in that house as a, ch a child, as a teenager, and now living there with my family, with my wife and Tracy, and and um, we had we'd just been right with God for a few months and there was a dry creek that ran by the house not on our property but right outside our fence row we had a little place and a little dry creek by, by a dry creek it never had water in it unless it rained and sometimes I'd been there 20 years I'd seen it rain and get up in the yard I'd even seen it get up close to the porch so it started raining one day, and it just kept raining and raining, and my wife kept getting nervous, and I just tell her, I, I've seen this before. Long story short, when we finally left that house, we crawled out of a window uh, into our carport, into a boat that didn't run, and the water was already um, well up into the house, and... I put Tracy on my shoulders and, and tied a ski rope around my wife and I let, we walked out of that flood and water's about up to here, trees in the yard. Everything we had was underwater. Her, we had a little Ford Maverick, it was underwater. My pickup, 66 Ford pickup, had water up to the windows. Everything we had, we'd only been saved a few months. I'll never forget that. You know why I'll never forget it? Because God was so good in that. I was so, we were so young in the faith, we didn't even know to be upset about it. And I'm telling you the truth. We, it never entered my mind to be mad at God or anything. We were just glad to be saved. And you know what? That's not what I, that wasn't what I was wanting. It wasn't what I was praying for, but it's what God gave us. And you know what? I don't look back on that and say, man, that was a horrible time. I look back on that and say, God was so good to us in that. We, don't just, we shouldn't just thank Him and praise Him 
for what he's doing today. We ought to do that, but we ought to thank him for what he's done and what he's, how he's delivered us, how he's saved us, how he gave us our families back. I was just walking around thinking today about my, my youth when as a 17, 18, 19-year-old boy, I would sit with my dad and drink and listen to ungodly music. With my, I'd sit with my grandfather on a bale of hay and drink beer. Teenagers shouldn't have those kind of memories. But you know what? I look at what God has done, what he's done for our family. And I'll tell you, I just can't help but thank God for what he's done. God is real, young person. He is real. And you can trust him and depend upon him, even in the, in the good times and in the bad times, because of what he's done for us. He is our constant companion. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's with us when we're hurting. He's with us when we're healthy. He's with us when we're sick. He's with us when we're lonely. He's with us in every situation. As I said earlier, I emphasized that verse 23. I love that verse. Who remembered us in our lowest state. When you're at your lowest, you remember this. I don't know that I've been to the lowest place that I'll ever be. But I know I've been to some low places. And you know what? When you're at your lowest place, He's there with you. His mercy endureth forever. Look at that. He will always be merciful. He will always be for His mercy endureth forever. There'll never be a day. There'll never be a time. There'll never be a situation. There'll never be a moment when God's mercy is not real. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? He'll always be with us. That does not mean that he ceases to be just, that he ceases to be righteous, that he ceases to be holy. He will, God will always be what God has always been. He'll be all of those things. But he will forever be merciful. I thank God for that. The psalmist said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. You know what mercy means? It means that God gives us what we don't deserve. We don't deserve God's forgiveness. We don't deserve his favor. We don't deserve his fellowship. But God is merciful. I'm thankful for that. We'll never, ever deserve the blessings of God in our life. Never. Don't ever look at a person and say, well, I see why God blesses them. I mean, look, they're good people. God doesn't bless us because we're good. God blesses us because His mercy endureth forever. You may be sitting here tonight thinking, I, just, I could never, ever be what God wants me to be. I could never, ever... I could never fix the wrongs in my life. But I want to tell you today, God is in the business of showing himself strong. We heard that the other night. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. And that doesn't mean they're perfect like they never do anything wrong. It means they're trusting in him completely. God is merciful. 
He wants to save. He wants to restore. He wants to forgive. He wants to perform miracles in our life. Don't make the mistake of thinking that every miracle is like the dividing of the Red Sea or the healing of a blind man. Every, everything God does, everything God does is a miracle. It says in Ecclesiastes, what he does lasts forever. A lot of you have heard me tell this, but it just crossed my mind. This, this goes way back, the early 80s probably. Uh, I went to visit someone in the hospital. I uh, have no idea who it was. I don't even know for sure what the hospital was. But I remember this. In those days, you had to pay to park there. And I, you had to put a quarter in the machine. I didn't have a quarter. And I could have done a lot of things. I could have bummed a quarter. I could have gone to the, I'm sure somebody would have helped me. That God is my witness. This is what I did on the elevator. I said, God, I need a quarter. And you could give me a quarter. I got off the elevator and I headed to my car. And on my way to my car, I was looking down <laughs> on the parking lot. There was a quarter just laying there. And you could say, well, that's just a quarter. No, it was more than a quarter. It was just an affirmation to me that God does care. He does hear our prayers. He doesn't always hear and answer the way we want him to. I could tell you things that I prayed for that didn't happen. But my point is, we, don't forget the good things that God has done. Don't forget how good God has been. Because he's always good. Amen? If you're here and you don't know him, I want to highly recommend him. You need him in your life. You need him in your life. Let's bow our heads to With our heads bowed for a few moments, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you just think about how good God has been in your life? That doesn't mean he's done everything you wanted him to do or when you wanted him to do it, but he's been good. He's, he's good that he sent his son, his only son, to the cross to shed his blood and to die for your sins and for mine. God is good. He made a way for us to go to heaven. And he made a way for heaven to come to us because he comes to live within us. God is good. You may be going through a great time where it just seems like everything's going your way. You may be going through a dark time and a time of difficulty, but just remember how good God is tonight and thank Him for His goodness.